and welcome along to the Property Canopy Podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Tim Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about can my tenants really do this? These are the renovations your tenants can and can't do to your property. And this comes from a listener of the show, Ben, who said, hey, have you done anything about Section 42 of the Residential Tenancies Act? So there was a change made a couple of years ago now where your tenants can make changes to your investment property. They can renovate it and you can't stop them as long as they ask for it legally and the renovation is no more than what's called a minor change. And Ben wants to know, well, what is considered a minor change? So if my tenants ask me, can I repaint the main bedroom? Can I re-wallpaper? Can I move a cabin onto my property? Is that a minor change? What can I say no to? What can I say yes to? Now, the really difficult thing is that under the Act, it doesn't actually say. So if you go to legislation.gov.nz, find it, and you're looking at Section 42B, which says, what is a minor change? It doesn't actually tell you what a minor change is or not. It does say that they need to ask for your permission, which is they have to request in writing, can I do X, Y, Z to the property? And then you've got to go back to them within 21 days telling them whether you agree or potentially not. But you can't withhold that permission. No, not unless you say that it's not a minor change. So what I want to do is let's go through some examples of what tenants have done, which perhaps they shouldn't have, because this is what property investors care about. You know, I don't want the tenants to damage it. So on Facebook, on the Property Investors Chat Group, I saw this one. What did the tenants do here, Andrew? So hi, investors. I've got a situation. A tenant of mine, without any permission, discussion or anything, placed two large cabins on the site. When asked for an explanation, he looked at me without a word. What are my options? Sign language? <laughs> <laughs> now, just to be clear, this one comes from 2018, so before the law was enacted. But that's an interesting one that tenants did without permission. Let's go through a different one. We were just laughing about this one oh, this before is a good we hit one. record. Last night I had a text from my tenant saying that they'd wallpapered the dining area and a bedroom and painted the window frames and skirting without asking me first. The walls have been a resin, merino in colour, and now they're bamboo wallpaper with some funny orange strip above dining area. So let's look at these. Just describe for everybody listening. Is this the new? Yeah, this is it done. So they've painted it, the walls, it's this terrible peach colour. And for anybody listening who wants to see what we're looking at, just go to YouTube and search for Opus Partners. So it's this terrible one, and that's the bamboo wallpaper there. It's very unique taste. Yeah, and then if we're looking at this wallpaper, it looks like it comes from the 1970s. It really does. And then look at the finishing around the edges. So this is rough. It's not a very good job. And I think the property investor could probably be justified in being a bit miffed that their property has probably decreased in value because of these renovations. And the terrible thing is here, the tenant absolutely has got the right to be able to do this. They should have given notice first or, or at least advised the landlord that they're intending on doing it so they could have a conversation around it. May very well have been that the landlord might have said, hey, you, you know what, if you pay for the materials, I'll pay for an installer so it's done professionally. Well, one interesting thing, and we'll probably come back to this, because the tenants did not ask for permission, this would be considered unlawful. So the tenants have done a bad thing here. And if the landlord wanted to take them to the tenancy tribunal, they absolutely could. But then, I mean, here's the problem. Okay, so they take them to the tribunal. It's now unlawful. What would the adjudicator do? Tell them to remove it. They remove it. Then they ask for permission and put it back up again. 
Well, no, the difference there, yeah, they could do that actually, but the likelihood that that would actually happen, I think, is probably well, quite I, low. I think it would get to the tenancy tribunal and they'd get a slap on the wrist and it would stay. Well, no, because what the tenant would have to do at the end of the tenancy is take it back to what it was like before but they, have, they made these minor changes. But they have to regardless, right? Of what? With or without notice, they've got to return it to what it was beforehand anyway. Yes, that is going to so, be the so case. So there's no point the landlord getting upset about this because it's, it's there now. No, the landlord could apply for exemplary damages. Yeah, I'd be interested to see whether or not any would be awarded because there's going to be no material loss to the landlord once it's returned and the tenant's got an obligation to do that. Well, that's a bit of a theoretical and a hypothetical. We could possibly ask a property manager what might happen in that situation. And then let's go for this last one. <laughs> What's happened here is without permission, a tenant has erected an above-ground swimming pool, quite a large it's one quite actually. Big. It's a decent-sized pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'd probably say it's probably about 10 metres long, would you say? Yeah, I'd say roughly. Maybe 8 to 10 metres long. Without asking, in this instance actually, the landlord didn't really care the only thing they ask is, what's my responsibilities in terms of making sure it's got a fence around it or something along it's those a very lines? Good question. So look, in each of these situations, it's important to point out that the property investors weren't actually asked for consent. So the tenants are in the wrong and should remedy the situations there. But the question that Ben's really asking is, if the tenants had requested permission, would these have been considered a minor change? And as I said, the politicians don't write down what a minor change is or isn't. It's actually up to the courts to decide how that word is interpreted. And so we've got to go and look at the tenancy tribunal. But here's the interesting thing. I went through 15 different cases from the tenancy tribunal trying to find instances where tenants had legally asked for permission to do a minor change. The landlord said no, and then the tenant took them to the tribunal. I didn't find a single case of that. What often happened was that the landlords had taken the tenants to the tenancy tribunal because without asking, the tenants had installed a cabin or had repainted a wall and then not fixed it by the time that they moved out. So that tends to be where the issue is as opposed to tenants legally requesting for them to, themselves to make a change, the landlords saying no and then being rebuffed. I guess that's a challenging thing. See, take the wallpaper one, for example. It's all well and good to say, well, the tenant has to restore that to its original glory when they leave. Okay, they've got, you might have $2,000 lodged for bond, and there might be a couple of other things around the house that need to be dealt with. It's going to cost probably more than $2,000 to professionally remove that wallpaper and then skim that again and, and then repaint it. Well, that's where you'd have to go back to the tribunal. So what we're trying to say here is it's actually up to us individually as landlords and property investors to decide what we think a minor change is or isn't. And we've got to use our own judgment and common sense here. So, Andrew, I'm going to take you through these Facebook posts and you let me know whether you think these are minor changes or not. So let's go for the first one where the investor said, my tenants have put in two large cabins on my site. Well, Minor change? So I did see in the legislation before, it did point out around consents. If they're cabins which don't require consent, I would have said that that was probably nowadays considered a minor change. The building consent one's interesting because if a cabin doesn't have a toilet or a shower or plumbing, then as long as it's positioned correctly on the site, it may not need consent. Now, there was a tenancy tribunal 
case study, and let me just pull it up actually, where a tenant had installed a cabin, but they'd done it too close to the boundary line, so it did need consent. In the same one as well, there was also a toilet within the cabin. Okay. And, and so Requires that needed plumbing. to be required plumbing had to be removed from site. Now, I actually disagree with you though. If it was an Opus Accelerate style cabin where it's just a bedroom and it's been put on site, but it doesn't actually require consent, I'd still say, in my view, that is more than a minor change because you're potentially adding more wear and tear both to the ground, but then also to the house. One way to get around that is you might then have on your residential tenancy agreement a maximum number of occupants yes. within the property. So if you say, okay, it's a three-bedroom house, maximum of five people, if they then try and put a cabin on to house another person, then you'd be able to say, no, you're not able to do that anyway because you're not allowed that many people within the property. Yeah, I think that if this went to the Tenancy Tribunal, I think that if it was able to be put on the back of a trailer, then it's very likely that that could sneak through as minor. That's what I think. Well, we'd have to see what the Tenancy yeah. Tribunal said. What about the wallpapering with the ugly <sighs> orange and the bamboo? I would be pretty miffed as a landlord if the tenant just went and did this without asking my permission. I probably wouldn't even say yes to it or, or I'd come to some sort of compromise where I would pay for the installation of it and they could choose the colours and the, and the wallpaper so it kept in line with the style of the house because they could leave at the end of the, the tenancy and they've got this ugly wall. But well, they have this, to remedy it, though. Yeah, but this would be considered minor. Yeah, I think this would be a minor change. Any wallpapering or painting, I think minor change. What about the ins installation of a pool? Now, I don't actually think this comes under this section of the Residential Tenancies Act because I don't actually think it's a fixture. But what do you think? Let's say somebody asked you to install an above-ground pool. How would you handle that? Minor Aga change? Again, I wouldn't be that excited about it. I am, uh, you know... I want to keep my lawns looking good, and this is going to probably do some damage there. But unfortunately, I think this is probably within their rights. So what would you say is not a minor change then? I would say doing something like putting a wall up, doing an Opus Accelerate, but as the tenant, so deciding oh, I'm going to put a wall across here and I'm going to have another bedroom. That would not be a minor change. Do you know what I would think wouldn't be a minor change? Painting the exterior of the house. I would consider that not to be an, a minor change in my view because you're changing how it looks from the outside. I'd be pretty happy if my tenants were willing to paint the outside of under my older houses. Yeah, but the issue is that a lot of landlords and property investors are worried that the tenants aren't going to do a good job. Yes. And if I go through a lot of the property investors chat group comments, there are a lot of situations where tenants have actually done a bad job. Yeah. They might have used exterior paint on the inside or they've used a non-matching paint. And there are just issues in terms of devaluing the house. And obviously, as a property investor, you want to maintain value as much as possible. Yes. Now, of course, there are, will be situations where tenants do an absolutely brilliant job and they paint it and it increases the value and there's no issues. We're talking about how do you stop things from going wrong? And so I suppose that leads to a good question of, well, how do you make sure your tenants don't mess it up? And I think one of the main things is if there is any technical work, so plumbing, electricity, anything that's even comes within building work, I'd be requiring them or saying, hey, look, you need to use a professional plumber, electrician or builder in these situations. But you can't really stop them from putting up a TV bracket or some picture hooks to hang some things on there. And you can't really put anything in place to try and stop them from damaging your wall. 
that's just what it is, and they've got to put it right at the end of them. But what you could do is perhaps give them some advice about, if you know anything about it, putting a bracket up or asking your property manager to tell them how to do it correctly. But I also think the other thing is make sure that you've got photos of the wall before any work gets done or of your paint job before they put the wallpaper up or before a tenant moves in, getting photos of what everything looks like so that once the tenant moves out, you can say, hey, look, they haven't actually remedied this property. This is what the state was before they moved in. Now it's these ugly red walls. There actually was a tenancy tribunal case where a tenant painted six walls red and then left and didn't repaint them in the end. And in that case, the landlord was awarded compensation. But if you have photographic evidence to prove that's the case, that's really going to help you. So how do you make sure, Andrew, that they put the house back to the way it was? Well, I think the key thing, like you said before, is to make sure you've got pictures of the before. So before a tenant takes over the house, you need to make sure that you've got good photos. If you don't, for some reason, and a tenant says, hey, look, I want to make some changes, then you might want to go around and get photos of the before, then remind them that they have to return it to its original state after they vacate the property. Do you know what's interesting, though? I think you should be doing that if you're really worried about your tenant applies to make a change and you're like, I really don't want this to happen. I think one thing you could do, even if they just want to paint or re-wallpaper, is remind them of their responsibilities and say, hey, look, I get you want to re-wallpaper this, this particular wall, which I think is fine, but you guys want to do something to it. Just remember, at the end of the tenancy, you are going to have to pay to take this down and put it back into the state. And if there are issues, if it's not painted back to the standard that it was, then that could mean that you've got to pay some money as well. Now, I'm not suggesting that you're trying to scare your tenants out of doing it, but they have some rights to be able to make minor changes to the properties, but they also have some responsibility to return that property back to its original state if they do make any changes. I think reminding them of that could potentially be quite good. I think it probably would, especially if they if you do say, hey, look, th this is a brand new house and you know, to return it to a brand new state or a similar state is likely going to require professionals to come in. Even if you got that quoted up, it might make it a bit more realistic for them. Yeah, if you're really worried about this. But while I've seen quite a lot of property investors talk online worrying about this particular rule, oh my God, I don't know what my tenants are going to do to my property now that I've got the ability to renovate. I actually haven't seen any cases where this law is being used by tenants to say, I get the right to renovate this property. You know, we haven't seen that within those tenancy tribunal cases. What we do see are tenants not going through the legal process, putting their own foot in it, making changes without permission, and then getting in trouble for it. I think that's really the thing you should be more worried about rather than, well, what if my tenant legally asks me for 21 days notice that they want to make some renovations to that property? We don't see that in tenancy tribunal cases. And one thing I would say is if you do have a tenant that follows the process and lets you know that they'd like to make some changes and they are minor changes, then I'd probably let them because they're making the house more their home and they're probably more likely to stay for a longer period of time. Do you know what? I was talking to a developer the other day who's got a substantial rental portfolio. He said exactly the same thing. He says, I love it when my tenants put up pictures yeah. and paintings and make it their own because they don't leave, they they're stay. They stay, yeah. yeah. So I think this is probably one of those situations where people are worried about this rule, but actually the rule itself is not what you should be worrying about. What you need to worry about is, well, what if my tenants... Don't go through the legal process and make changes anyway. 
Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, why don't you send this to a friend who's worried about their tenants renovating or might have had an issue like we're talking about on here. This is one of the major things you can do to help us grow the show. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.